Hello, 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 and welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I am your host, Bianca. Happy Wednesday, y'all. We are very lucky to have five Wednesdays in the month of March, so we got an extra episode in this month for the topic of how to love yourself in relationships, and, you know, we could keep going on on this subject, so... I was like, sure, I will take this extra episode. And it was honestly such a great one. Like I, oh, I loved recording this episode. Um, I did it with a friend from college and we, you know, I've, I've watched her flourish really on Instagram over the past few years. And our conversation was just, it's just really she's very open and and real and honest about um, a breakup that she went through. And it was four years ago and how it affected her even till this day. And it's a really, and I think it's just, it's great because it affected her relationship with herself and how, and the standards that she has with all of the relationships, not even with a lover, all relationships in her life moving forward, whether it's career, friendship, people that she currently dates and it's I just thought it was kind of like after the episode I was like wow that that was really that was like perfect to end this month with so I'm just like I'm so excited to share this conversation with you and um it just it's a it's a great reminder I think that if we learn anything from this month just hold yourself down and know that aside from all of the relationships in your life prioritize your relationship with yourself first know what feels good know what does not feel good take care of yourself all of the other relationships around you will will grow and benefit from you taking care of yourself and you will align or attract the right people if you do so so ah, on that note (laughs) i just got excited because i really am like this episode's great so without further ado i am so excited to introduce to you my great friend Amanda Snyder. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Beautifully Nasty Podcast. I'm Bianca and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Amanda Snyder. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited (laughs) to have you here. We went to college together so it's always fun to have someone that I know on the podcast because it just makes it a little bit more special. You, I I only I just remember us like goofing off, and David's like, (laughs) Yeah, we were definitely misbehaving for sure. Yes, yes, but now we've we've grown up, and now (laughs) and now Amanda's here. And can you first tell the listeners a little bit about what you do, and then we'll go into other stuff? Yeah, so. Bianca, as you just mentioned, we went to school together. So I have a bachelor's degree in theater performance, which then transitioned into I became a a personal trainer. Long story short, because of a back injury that I got from dancing in a show, actually Legally Blonde is I think how it, where it stemmed from. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. Which you did my hair in that show. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> I, I don't remember that, but oh, like yeah, the wig. You did oh. my wigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the tech credits. <laughs> so funny, the tech credits. Yeah. yeah. But that actually is what inspired me to become a personal trainer, is because I injured my back so bad that I literally could barely walk. And so this was when I, the back injury didn't, I got it from that show, but it didn't progress until like, I was like 21 or 22, like a year later. And it became so bad that I literally couldn't walk. I'm I'm not even exaggerating. So I went to a physical therapist and got a personal trainer myself and just started strengthening my body. And it inspired me to become a personal trainer because I didn't really see many females in the fitness space, lifting weights and, and just, and, you know, kind of in that space. So it inspired me because I healed myself and then, Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why that's just, but I can cut it out. (laughs) Okay. 
That's so bizarre. All good. Okay. Sorry. Can <laughs> continue again. Or maybe I'll just unplug it. Yeah, that's all I'll do. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, so and then from there, so yeah, I'm a I'm a certified personal trainer. And now I mainly focus on actually injury prevention and corrective exercise. And my main focus is actually helping actors, singers, and dancers because of kind of what I went through. And because I think that there is just such a lack of just like connection between the two industries and also just the way actors and dancers and musical theater people, the relationship we have with our bodies and how we think our bodies are supposed to look and all that stuff is is problematic to me so it's yeah. like important yeah it's important for me to like be in that space and and hopefully change the narrative around that stuff so yeah, yeah I think that's amazing it it's kind of like your story is kind of awesome because you took like a hardship that happened to you and then like you overcame it and then it kind of became part of your purpose in life in a way which is just like so that's awesome. I, I didn't even know that your back injury went farther than beyond the show. I think I just thought you got better, but that's crazy. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of performers, especially musical theater performers, like you, I would never have known a coach or someone like you who was like talking about preventative stuff, like a very minimal amount, but and it's so you, you need your body is your instrument when you are in this field. So like, it's crazy that it hasn't been, it hasn't been done sooner almost. Cause I don't really know anyone else who's doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't either. That's why I like, there are physical therapists, but usually people go to physical therapists after they've become injured. And so my right. goal is to, train people in a way that can hopefully prevent injury before it, it happens and also just educate on health and, and nutrition so that we can like have the proper systems in place to take care of ourselves so that we're, you know, yeah, taking care of ourselves. And yeah, I just think that the resources available to us are just not really there in the same way that a professional or collegiate athlete has Mm -hmm. the the systems and the resources they you know they have strength and conditioning coaches they have athletic trainers like if you think about what we had like we had a movement class like we Literally. had we had what was that stretch and fitness which was also like I don't even oh know. yeah, did you yeah. Take that? I did take that <laughs> yeah like <laughs> no offense but yeah. <laughs> to that yeah. class <laughs> I took it too doing the oh no I'm thinking of mo I, I'm thinking of modern the vertical oh yeah 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 but also <laughs> yeah yeah they all kind of blurred into one but yeah not not really beneficial in the long run at least yeah yeah like there's just nothing there was nothing really there there's there was no conversations or just like just how to how we should be training in a way, especially for the people who were hardcore dancers. Like I obviously am more on the acting and uh, singing side, but like for people who are dancers there, there was nothing in place of like how, you know, how injuries can happen from doing repetitive movements. Right. Like when you're doing a show for eight, you're doing eight shows a week and you're doing the same choreography for eight shows a week, like that is so repetitive. You're bound to create imbalances. You're bound to like. <laughs> right. And I feel like you, I feel like you kind of became a stronger dancer throughout what, college. Like, I feel like by senior year, I thought you were like just one of the, you know, one of the dancers and the. Oh my God. Yeah, I do. I remember <laughs> that. Like where I, I, I really what? do. Like, I remember, did you TA any of um, Rusty's classes? No, but I'm honored that you thought that. Oh I swear to God, I like. I feel like when you were a senior, I was like, oh my gosh, Amanda's, Amanda's one of the dancers. I wow, really well, I'm that. honored. <laughs> Thank but, you. <laughs> so to me, you were great. But yeah, no, that, that is, I, I'm obsessed with everything that you're doing. And because of your social media specifically, I, I've kind of seen 
your growth and how you use social media to promote your business. And I, I just feel like you kill it on social media. Like everything about your page is everyone, everyone needs to follow her. So if you want to <laughs> share your handle on Instagram. Um, Thank you. Yeah. At train with Amanda Jane, train with Amanda mm-hmm. Jane. <laughs> and I, but I mostly love it because I feel like it aligns with what I'm doing with the podcast and that you post inspirational things, which are obviously amazing, but you are like super real. And like, I feel it through all of your posts and like what you write and what you're showing. And I'm like, that's like, I feel like the goal almost like that people in us in, in people's self-love journeys. I think that is the goal to be able to be your authentic self and be comfortable and show the ups and the downs. And so I'm just, I'm so impressed, like just you via social media. So I, I was so excited to have you on the podcast because it just like works out perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bianca. I mean, it's funny because I feel like I started being consistent with Instagram because of a, a really traumatic breakup that I went through. And that is how I started being consistent. That's how I started being consistent with my business. Mm -hmm. That was how that was like a place where I felt like I could be vulnerable. And it's interesting because and I've had this conversation with quite a few people. But the fact that it feels really easy to be vulnerable when it's a bunch of people who you don't know. And that's kind of how that came for me is Mm -hmm. and it's like still kind of a balance of something I'm working with or working on myself because being vulnerable via social media is like so easy for me, but Uh being vulnerable, like one-on-one in actual real relationships can be like a bit more challenging for me. So yeah, it's kind of an interesting dynamic, but yeah, that, that is how I kind of a breakup is like kind of is what stems my vulnerability via social media and mm-hmm. what stemmed me putting myself out there in terms of my own personal training business. So did you feel like you, w- with the breakup, it was a way for you to distract yourself by just like putting all of your energy into yourself and like promoting your business? Is that kind of what that came from? Yeah, it definitely at first was a distraction. And not only was it a distraction, it was almost like a way to show him that I was improving. It was like, I was doing it for me, but I was also doing it in the hopes that we would get back together at first. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I'm so happy that you're talking about because (laughs) I feel like a lot of people do that, but they don't, they're like too embarrassed to admit that, that that's what they're doing. Did you think that when did it switch for you when you were like, we're not getting back together, but I'm doing this for myself and I don't care anymore? Actually really lucky with, so the breakup in general and me being able to move on for myself were two situations that I, I think the universe gave those as gifts to me because I needed to move on. And I I find this being a pattern in my life is like, I need to move on from either this person, from this job, from whatever it is. And I tend to cling and hold on to it for longer than I need to be holding on to it for. And oh, the universe. <laughs> you're just coming for my soul right now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. It's like, it. for me, I, I, I notice it is a pattern. It was the same thing with me with bartending. I was just like clinging on to bartending as this like survival job for so long. And I felt like I couldn't let go of it. And the way I was able to let go of it is the bar literally closed. This was before COVID. The bar got shut down. The same thing happened to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's why I started this podcast because I, I literally was clinging on to the bar life And then I had to move home or whatever. And then I'm sitting in my room being like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And it was because Mm -hmm. COVID literally, I was clinging on and COVID took it away from me. So I totally concept. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happened to me with my ex-boyfriend. So there was always like kind of an inkling that like he wasn't the one or I just like didn't feel like we were kind of meant to be together or that we were drifting apart. But, you know, I was young. We broke up when I was 26. We were together for four years. We we started dating at 22. So we got together when we were really young. Mm -hmm. We just started drifting apart. And, you know, the uncertainty, you don't, you want to cling to what is feels comfortable. So I'm really, really grateful that he took the plunge of breaking up with me. And it was like extremely out of the blue. It literally, I went home for one weekend to Connecticut to visit my family. And I was like in a definitely just depressed state, like putting my worth onto the jobs that I booked in theater, like just clinging to getting cast and things. Like every callback I got, I was like, I was putting all my worth into every single callback, into everything that I did. And, and, and then I went home to Connecticut to like, just be with my family because I just felt like depressed. I don't know how else to say it. And then when I came back, he broke up with me. Like he just was like, it was literally, he, he first of all, didn't respond to me for like a really long time. And then I was, I knew something was wrong. And then mm-hmm. he came over like the next day and was crying and was like, there's nothing wrong with you, but I just feel like we have to break up. And I was like, it was just literally out of the blue. I was so confused, but I'm really, really grateful for it. Cause I don't know if at that point in my life, I would have had the courage to do that. So yeah. So he, he, that was, that was how that happened. And then the other thing that the universe did for me, which mm-hmm. the universe doesn't do for other people. I, I, I don't know why, cause I see mm-hmm. this often happening as people ping pong back and forth of getting back together and staying clinging to each other and breaking yeah. up. And you know, that happens so often for people. And yes. that was where I was, as I was like, I was clinging on to the idea that I wanted to get back with him. And what happened was three months after we broke up, he got into a new relationship with somebody and was Facebook, Facebook official with them after three months. (laughs) Oh, did that just like crush your soul? Yeah. So it was like, it was basically like the whole, the breakup all over again. Like it, it was, it was actually worse than the breakup because there was the, the hope was gone. The hope was completely gone. Did so when he broke up with you, did he did he also like keep it open ended? Like we may get back together or whatever. Yeah, he was kind of just like, I mean, he was kind of just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just know right now I don't want to be with you. And I yeah, I, I mean, I just was crushed by that. But I just had, I really felt like we were, you know, when you break up with somebody and then all you can see is their good things. <laughs> like it was like, I couldn't see any of the negative. I so. do. I sure do. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, it's such a, oh my gosh, it's just such a difficult process, but you explained it so perfectly because I it's just, I think as females, we, f- we just naturally feel so much. So when a breakup happens, like, we're like, what? And like, I want to talk about it. I want to talk through it. And guys can just kind of like turn it off in a way. And mm-hmm. you're like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening? So I completely relate to that. Did you ever get your closure? With him, the closure for me was him just being in a new relationship. I, I just, I didn't need to speak to him anymore about it. Did we you speak haven't in, spoken. in the three months? Did you speak between? Yeah, we did. I mean, and it was all like me reaching out to him. Like it was all just like me trying to like show him that I was, you know, improving my life or, you know, I don't even know. Like, I just thought I had to do certain things in order to show to him that I could be the one for him. Mm -hmm. I I can't even remember at this point, but yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I, that was, that breakup was like the most, the catalyst of just my most growth, like uh, the catalyst of the biggest transformation of in my life that I've ever experienced. 
And I think it was because something that I thought was so certain was gone. Like I, he, like we talked about marriage. We talked about being together forever. Like we, I had a promise ring. He had a promise ring and I just, yeah, I just like, I could not imagine that was a non-negotiable. That was like, we're like, we're together forever. And I mean, it doesn't help that my parents are high school sweethearts and my brother and his mm-hmm. wife are high school sweethearts. And, and so I just like, you know, you that wanted was like, it. Yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, that's, I just thought that that was going to be forever. And it really opened my eyes not just in relationships, but to everything in my life. So I was able to just really see the world differently after that, because, because that that's the reality of the world is, is that nothing but uncertainty is certain. Nothing in the world is certain, but uncertainty. And, and so when that was ripped from me, it just, it really forced me to to yeah, on my, on my self-love journey and being okay with myself independently, being okay with not fitting perfectly into a box Mm -hmm. of what, first of all, someone else thinks of me, how society um, thinks, you know, or puts women into a box, the musical theater industry, the fitness industry, all of those things. I think I I was finally able to just uh, let go and just stop worrying so much about the future and stop worrying about, I have to be here. I have to be doing a national tour or I'm not successful. I have to be on Broadway or I'm not successful, or I have to have a million followers as a fitness professional, or I'm not successful. Like all of these things that we look at as success. Success, And I just, yeah, I was able to, finally be present and just live in the moment and stop worrying so much about the future and enjoy the only thing we have, which is right now. I feel like I, it's so weird. I feel like I, the universe brought us together for this episode right now. Yeah, I think Uh, so too. This is crazy. Wow. Everything that was so helpful because I think you're right. Like every, you want to bank on relationships or like a a gig or, or even like family members, like family members can die randomly, which is morbid, but like, you never know what is going to happen. And I think for me, living in the moment and being present has been really hard. It's been one of like the hardest things for me to deal with during the pandemic because I was so used to having all of the distractions of, you know, working in the bar industry, the hustle and bustle of New York, constantly being social, drinking, like coping in toxic ways. So when you finally like have that space to really be present, you're like, wait a minute, I, I have to be grateful for what I have right now in this moment. But it's so the the fact that like that journey I so relate to right now. Yeah, it's funny because when you asked me to be on here to talk about like loving yourself within relationships, or I forget the way you worded it to Mm -hmm. ask me like what it was going to be about. I I I thought you like knew about my experience or something, and I was just like, oh yeah, it's like no one's ever asked me to talk about this, but this has been this is like life changing. That was a life changing moment for me. So. I was really excited to be able to like speak about this. I'm so happy because I I honestly was thinking I, I'm thinking of maybe doing a fit like how to love yourself in the fitness industry, like a body positivity month. And I I knew that I wanted to ask you on the podcast. And for whatever reason, I was like, should I ask her if I do that month? But I don't have that planned yet. And I kept feeling called to ask you for this episode for this month. And then I did, it's the last um, episode in the month of March for this topic. And it's like, it's so wild. Like literally what you're saying, like the universe like brings everyone together and when they're aligned, you're, you're aligned. So that's just crazy. Yeah. I didn't really know. I didn't know about your, 
I remember when you guys were together because you would post about it, but I, I didn't really know about the breakup and how it went down because you, you're not going to post about that. Like, right. <laughs> probably were off of social media for like months. Did you, so when did you feel like after you broke up, you were, did it take you like six months, a year to kind of like kickstart it, this whole motivation or life change? Like, did you have to go through kind of like the depression and like feeling it and all that stuff? Or it was just like, right when you found out he was in a relationship, you're like, nah. I, I used social media the whole time. Like I expressed Mm -hmm. my feelings through social media, like right away. Like, I feel like that was like almost my, like, I never went off social media or or anything like that. And yeah, I like was just super open. Like maybe people wouldn't be able to read what I was going through, but Mm -hmm. I was just like, as I was like feeling these vulnerable feelings about, about just, yeah, feeling, I don't even know, discovering who you are and discovering Mm -hmm. living in the moment and appreciating the moment and being grateful. I just like immediately that was like my outlet with social media. And I think that that like has to do with almost how I, I think I grew my following because that's like really when my following started to grow. Like, I think when that happened, I had about like 8,000 followers and then it just like rapidly started to grow from there. And I, I, for that whole time was hoping he would see it. That's, that's why I think why I was doing so much of that is like, I would, cause we were still following each other on there. Cause I just, that's what I did is I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know how to, I was just taking it a day at a time. So yeah. we were still following each other for a long time. I was obsessed with like, whether he watched my stories or not, you know, yeah. like I wanted him to see that I was doing well, that I was reading good books, that I was loving myself, that I was journaling, that I was meditating, that I was going for runs, that I was working out, that I was, you know, all those things. And then I just, I mean, I just came to a point where I, I think I was only going on dates with guys so that I could like post pictures to like have him see that I was on a date. Yeah. (laughs) And And then I was like, he didn't look at, I remember particularly, he didn't look at my story or something of this mm-hmm. picture that I posted while I was on a date. And I literally was like hysterically crying. And then I was like, all right, I need to block him. Like, this is clearly an issue. So I blocked him. And, th- and then that, that's kind of how it went from there. Yeah. It's like heart- heartbreak. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that you're being this real because I think a <laughs> lot of people want to be like, Oh, you're not supposed to do this, but everyone does that. Everyone's stalking your, their ex on social media. They're checking to see if they watch their stuff. They're trying to post things to make them jealous. And it's like, so, you know, it's toxic and not good for you, but it it's natural now with social media being such a big part of our lives. So I totally get that. I, yeah, I just, I feel like heartbreak is like one of the worst pains that people can experience. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, it is because, and not to compare it obviously to when somebody dies, because when someone dies, obviously they're not there anymore. And so that is uh, horrible. But the thing that is so horrible about a breakup that feels so horrible is the fact that you know, they're alive and you know that they just don't want to see you. And that's what makes it so So, heartbreaking in a different way. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, it's the worst. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, you wish you could be the person that doesn't care, like be the one that like kind of turns, uh, or I guess the one that breaks up with the person, but it is just like, it's so hard. So I completely get it. But I guess what helps is that when you start putting the energy into yourself and you start loving yourself, it, it slowly, you realize it doesn't really matter if that person or whoever you're trying to, like other people who you're trying to get attention from, like, it doesn't really matter. 
-hmm. And I don't know if you've felt that way now that you've been in this whole self-love area of your life. Do you feel like you're ever trying to impress people anymore? Or you're just like, I'm so, I'm just good. Like with what I'm doing and who I am. I'm definitely good with what I'm doing and who I am. But I think that we are human and it's inevitable that we fall into those traps because I mean, ultimately as humans, we just want to love and be loved. Like Mm -hmm. that is what we're all ultimately looking for. And when you feel like you like somebody else, this is what I find with relationships because four years later, I'm still single. Like I haven't been in a relationship since then. And again, to be honest, which this is like, feels vulnerable to say, like I am looking for a relationship. And Mm -hmm. so that can be hard navigating the, the relationship world when, you know, dating is so tough and it it is so tough to like say those things and Mm -hmm. to be open and honest with people. Mm -hmm. And so when, when you like someone, it, yeah, you're putting yourself out there. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's natural to feel, to have those feelings come up. But the difference is, is that I'm able to recognize it now. And I'm like, no longer, I no longer obsess about it in the way that I used to, because I Mm -hmm. know that no matter what happens, it will be okay. It will be okay. No matter what happens, whether this random guy who I went on two dates with, ends up being my husband or not (laughs) at the end of the day like yeah it's fine I'm going to be fine I'm going to be fine exactly (laughs) good yes that is and thank you for saying that too because you you the generic self-love talk or response would be if you love yourself it's you will not need like anyone else around, you know, like you just, nothing will, no, no external relationships will bother you. But yeah, it's like, it's so true. Of course you want to impress people, especially if you're looking for a partner of any sort. And yeah, that's, it's just super real. But I, I like that what you're saying is that you know how to move on instead of obsessing over it. Cause you will be okay. Yeah. Has dating been difficult because you feel like your standards are higher? Yeah, my standards are definitely high. Good, my as standards they are very high. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, the last serious relationship I was in, I got into it when I was 22 years old. So like at the time, I like, it was like, I didn't have any standards. Like, it was just like, you're cute. You like me. I like you. Okay. We're in a relationship. Yeah. And yeah, we ended up dating for a while and fell in love and had a lot in common. But now it's like, I'm almost 30 years old and I would like for you to be financially stable. I would like for you to be emotionally stable. I would like you to be going to therapy. Yep. I would like for you to be vegan. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Like good, good. That's like what, that's what we, that's what everyone should do. They should know what their standards are. They should raise them. People should not. I think people are so afraid of not ever meeting that person. And so they figure, well, I'm getting older. So this person has like these things that I like, and they kind of just ignore the other things. And so maybe, Like you were saying, when you were in the relationship, you felt disconnects happening towards the end. And I think a lot of people sometimes ignore that. And they're just like, well, I'm comfortable and it would be scary to be alone. So I'm just going to stay, which then I feel like leads to so many issues, like Mm -hmm. long term. So in the end, like you have, I, I feel like you have handled it and so perfectly. (laughs) Thanks. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just navigating in the best way I know how, but I mean, ultimately a woman's intuition is just like so strong. Yeah. If, if for everyone listening, if you haven't uh, as well read this book with the women who run with the wolves, I think it's called a hundred percent. Every woman should read it. It's like, okay. It's just, yeah, yeah, definitely read read it. And it's just like about being a woman and just like owning your intuition and just how beautiful we are as women. But anyway, our intuition is so strong. So like, we always know, 
but the the thing is is that i i often find that my intuition does always tell me what's going on but sometimes i ignore it and it takes practice to listen to your intuition mm-hmm. but at the same time when we don't listen to our our when we don't listen to it and we kind of just like ignore it I think that we were meant to, and we were meant to like, just do that trial and error of going through whatever pains we had to go through Mm -hmm. so that we don't make that mistake again. Like, I I really think that, yeah, sometimes we we just have to go through that trouble in order to improve for next time and to really understand why, why that isn't on our list of what we would want in a partner to actually see in real time why it it wouldn't work out. So yeah, totally. No, that, that is, I, I'm a firm believer in that I'm all about intuition and I've definitely tapped more into it during quarantine because I have, I wasn't like using things that you like alcohol or drugs of any sort to like numb any of my feelings. So then once you're in touch with like all of your feelings, you really start to notice your intuition and how strong it is. And it really can guide you in the right direction. So I completely relate to that. And, and I, and, and I, and I also believe that we like we learn lessons. Like you have things that happen and there are lessons in your life and, and they suck in the moment (laughs) or however long it lasts. And then you move forward and you learn from them. So I, I definitely, I'm so on that level. Hopefully, hopefully you learn from them. And then if you don't, I think that the universe will send it again because yeah, until, until we learn. learn. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So so in the dating scene currently, it's just, do you, are you over the process of it? What do you use? Dating apps or I, I don't, I, I don't know. How, how do you meet a person in the pandemic? I don't yeah. Know. Oh my gosh. Good question. Yeah. I've been on hinge is like the main one that I, I don't really use any of the other ones. But yeah, I mean, that can be used as a distraction too. So like, you really do have to be mindful, like when you're feeling lonely, that you're not just like going on there and just going on dates just because you feel lonely. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the pandemic in general, being single, it can definitely get lonely for sure. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, you're, you the the comfort and love that we find yes is ultimately going to come from ourselves but i think it's important to understand that yes having community yes having companionship is a part of being human and it's okay to i've come to the the conclusion which i was ashamed of this before mm-hmm. like i was ashamed to admit that i wanted a relationship for a long time because i mm-hmm. felt like it meant that I didn't feel secure in my independence and Mm -hmm. how can I be an independent woman and still want to be in a relationship. So that was definitely some processing that I had to do of like, no, actually it's, it's okay to want to be, to have a companion that that's, you know, it's, it's a part of being human is to Mm -hmm. have companionship and have community. But also it's important to remember that we're not just seeking that out when we're in a dark place and the power of, relationships outside of romantic relationships and how important those are. Right. So you're, I'm sure your friends have been a strong support system for you during this time. Well, I know, like I think of like Dave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dave and I are still like the best, the absolute best of friends. Shout out to Dave. (laughs) I miss you. Listen, I miss you so much. Oh my God. I love him so much. I have to read yeah, it. We're talking about it, but <laughs> yeah, the friendships are uh, so important. I feel like I would not have been able to make it through the pandemic without like being able to call and just vent and talk. I don't know. And just talk about whatever. I think a lot of times when you do go through a breakup and I, a lot of people are like, just make sure like to call your friends or just talk to someone when you want to text the person or, you know, all of that stuff. And sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to, it's not the same. Yeah, exactly. Not the same as 
as that person person that you have that I mean there is something different about having somebody who you're you you know you have that deep intimate romantic connection with it's just different and so I I don't think that for any of you out there that there's anything wrong with you if you want that and if you crave that because we're meant to, we're meant to love we're, and yeah. we're meant to have those connections. And honestly, that's what separates us from animals is the fact that we're able to connect intellectually and emotionally on such a deep level. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I do think I will say that society definitely can put pressures on, again, if we're talking about success, like what it looks like to be successful, what a successful relationship looks like. Yes. And I think that it's important to recognize that just because you're not in a relationship, like there's absolutely nothing Nothing wrong wrong. with you. Yeah. And that is that just because you're not in a relationship by a certain age or whatever it may be, doesn't mean that you're not successful. And uh, I mean, it's so much easier said than done, but. Sure, sure. I I think it's becoming more normal to accept that, but it's like only been recently where people have been like, you know, it's okay to be single when you're 30 and not have kids and like be fulfilling your career path. And like, that's actually a really great thing. And it's okay to like, not get married so young and then kind of be stuck in a situation and you grow and you grow apart, but you feel stuck with someone like it. it I I'm, I'm happy that like, I'm probably, I'm like, cause I'm almost 30. So I'm like, I'm, I'm happy that it's normal <laughs> or it's yeah. normal to, you know, be, yeah, be single and, and still like your life doesn't end when you're in your thirties. Like it, that's not like right. old, like it's, there's so much, so much left to do in your lifetime that it's like, I, I just so relate to what you're saying. Like living in the moment is so helpful when you're thinking about your future and like worrying about what's going to happen. Like, am I going to find someone? Am I ever going to have kids? Am I ever going to, I don't know. And, and so when you relate it to reeling it back and being like, okay, but like, let's just, let's just be in this moment because mm-hmm. who the hell knows what's going to happen <laughs> in the future. So why are we going to stress about it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stressing about the future is literally a complete waste of time because it's completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. What's in our control is the present moment mm-hmm. and the future is made up of these small present moments. Mm-hmm. So instead of stressing, just do what you can do right now. and honestly, the, I think one of the biggest things that causes people so much anxiety is stressing about the future or living in the past with regret. Mm -hmm. And I literally say this all the time. So I feel like a broken record, but the future literally does not exist until it becomes the present. Mm -hmm. So if we're always worrying about the future, then when it comes to us, that that thing that we were worrying so much about, then when it comes to us, we're not even able to enjoy it because then we're worrying about the next thing. Totally. So it's yes. just like, it's a waste of, of, of a life, really. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. I like, I definitely, I'm so happy that you said that all of that, because I think like, damn, did I, so, when I was like stressing over so many things before, I'm like, I should have just been living in the moment and like, not, I would have had so much less anxiety probably and mm-hmm. just been happy as a clam. But now we're, we're living and learning and I'm definitely trying to embrace that concept in life, although it is hard at times, but we're working through it. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not, it's not like it's, I mean, it's definitely not easy, you know, for me too. Like I'm not, just constantly only living presently, you know, right, right, right. But, and hopefully also people understand that it's, it's a process. And again, this is one of those cliche things. It's like, it's about the journey, not about the destination. There will Mm -hmm. be some really, really bad days that feel like shit. And 
even when you feel like every like everything is going well and you're on cloud nine and then you know you have a new problem to worry about because mm-hmm. that's the way life works is you get to one place and then you want to get to the next place so mm-hmm. just accepting i think we don't like on my on my own personal self growth i there was a point where i was like okay well now i know that i shouldn't have to worry about the future so i'm just going to never worry about the future and i'm just going to accept uncertainty into my life and you know i've i know all of these things now so i'm good there will never be problems again and like i and then i would like get really upset when i was like so upset like i was like why am i upset i know that i can't control this moment like what i I intellectually understand that i have no control over this but i'm still feeling really depressed. And like it, that was a whole process for me too, that I had to go through of like, wait, but like, yeah, I'm still going to constantly, like, we're still always constantly going through it. And when you're having those moments, literally, I always say, like, put put your hand on your heart, take a deep breath (sighs) and then just say, I have compassion and understanding for myself in this moment. I understand why I'm going through and feeling what I'm feeling. And I have compassion and understanding for all of those people who are going through something similarly as me. Because that's the beautiful thing about being human as well. Mm-hmm. Is that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, guys, this is just been a month, but we're, we're getting through it. And <laughs> that was very helpful. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, again, hopefully this makes you feel better mm-hmm. is the beautiful thing about being human is that we have we we all have the same human experiences so i think the biggest thing to remember is when you're feeling so alone and when you're feeling so lost and when you're in that place of darkness you're not alone because <laughs> there are other people going through the same thing as you and there are other people in your life who have gone through the same things as you mm-hmm. and we can all connect with each other on that level and share those experiences and help each other through it because we've all been through it. Everyone who is an adult has probably been through heartbreak. And mm-hmm. if they haven't yet, they probably will go yes. through it. So, or, you know, whatever else you're experiencing. Yeah. Hey, and hopefully it's our last heartbreak, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll take it as it comes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. What do you think about, do you believe that your partner is out there and have you thought about potentially like, I don't know, I've heard from people that like, you can kind of put your energy out there and talk to your future partner and which is like kind of like i don't know i think it's kind of a a cool concept when you are feeling like alone and when you're single to like know like there is like my person is out there and they're probably going through their own sort of shit right now and i hope that they're good and they're getting through it and i can't wait to meet you that's what i've heard Mm -hmm. from someone recently told me that and I was like that's a cool concept to kind of yeah think of I've never I've never like directly spoken to him hey (laughs) come on come on over anytime we're we're waiting (laughs) but yeah I definitely I know he's out there and I haven't spoken to him, but maybe I should, maybe that would help me to like <laughs> have a more conviction, but I do journal and do like manifestation practices and affirmations, mm-hmm. basically just like, you know, affirming how I feel when I'm with them, mm-hmm. how he makes me feel the things we enjoy to do together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I do know he's out there and he's alive right now and he exists in this world and we're, we are not together yet because we're not ready for each other. Yeah. He's not ready for me or I'm not ready for him. And we will collide in the moment when we collide, when it's the perfect timing for us. And so I have trust and I have faith that that's going to happen when it's supposed to. 
Yes, it definitely will. I I mm. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> this was so great, this entire interview. I'm so happy right now. So it can, where can, we said your Instagram, but maybe repeat it again. Where can people find you? And, yeah. and what do you offer? Talk about your business or if they want to like book a session with you or a consultation mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So you can find me at train with Amanda Jane on Instagram. And yeah, so what I do is I mostly do work with performing artists. But my approach really is holistic because mm-hmm. the the industry really is you have to have a strong mind, body and spirit. And so yes. I oftentimes will host things like manifestation workshops. I held one of those at the beginning of the year. So mm-hmm. following me on Instagram is definitely going to be the best place to find all of those things. And yeah, if, if you want to train with me or have want a consultation, you can just click, click the link in my bio on, on IG. I guess that's, yeah, I don't know where else you'd find me. Trainwithamandajane.com. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> go check her out, follow her. Her page is amazing. It's, I told her at the beginning, but it, her account is one of my favorite. Instagram accounts that I follow. So <laughs> she's so she's so real and she posts really inspiring things. And yeah, check her out. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is awesome. Thank you, I'm excited. And that's a wrap on today's episode on the month of March. We are done and moving on tomorrow to April. And with the month of April comes obviously a new topic and we have decided to go with how to love yourself in the social media era which is just a whole topic in itself and we are going to dive into it next month so get excited um as usual thank you so much for supporting and listening to this podcast uh we are also grateful here on this team um please uh, download and review and rate the podcast. That is very important to us. And follow us on Instagram, Beautifully Nasty Pod, and on Twitter. Uh, all of the updates on new episodes and anything that's dropping will be there. Um, and yeah, and you can follow me at Bianca Vitali, three E's underscore, for my personal Instagram. And I just hope, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and March on a high note. Do something special for yourself and um, let's start April off on a high. Let's do this. Summer's almost here. Get excited. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So enjoy and I will, I'll see you guys in April. Bye.